Hi, I'm Jessica Rudnicki with Reynolds & Reynolds. Welcome back to Connected. Today I'm talking with Tom Salzman, Sales Director for Naked Line Marketing, about how to make accurate projections and measure dealership success as we come out of COVID-19. Let's get connected. Hi, Tom. Thanks for taking the time to speak with me today. Hey, Jess. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. No problem. We're glad to have you. Um, so as we begin to come out of COVID-19, it's kind of apparent that recovery for many businesses varies by state, city, and even community. Um, a lot of dealers have reported that for the month of May, it was a strong bounce back, which is great to hear, um, with sales close to 2019. But, you know, others are still really trying to get back up on their feet and get their legs underneath them. Um, so with each market being so unique and so different, I'm hoping that you can talk about market share and how to gain as much of it right now as, as possible. Absolutely. No, that, that's, that's been one of the most interesting things we've seen um, and one of the most common things across all the markets, um, you know, myself in the Midwest and really across the entire country is you know, the, the disparity of the challenges of city to city and zip code to zip code has been really interesting. Uh, some dealers have been, you know, coming off legitimately record months um, in April and May. Some dealers, you know, unfortunately having to, you know, to lay off and, and seeing, you know, double digit drops in, in month over month, year over year. Um, and seemingly, in some cases, you know, no rhyme or reason for why any of this is happening in certain markets of, of some of the spikes and some of the declines. So um, what that's led to is all this chaos has really kind of led to just uh, the, the need to essentially kind of throw a lot of the year over year and month over month projections out the window and really focus on market share as a whole. Because, you know, for the most part, that is the most consistent measurement that we can use to look at. Um, you know, if you were doing 25% of a 10 mile radius around your store two years ago and last year, that's probably going to be the most accurate as far as looking at what success looks like from a shrinking or a growing market um, moving forward. So, you know, there's a lot of challenges that exist within that as you're seeing a fluctuating market. But, you know, there is a bit of a silver lining in the sense that for a lot of dealerships, uh, you know, if 2008 taught us a lot of things and some of the early data that we're seeing with May, um, that, you know, for the most part, brand and dealership retention um, is really kind of all over the place during these times. There's, there's, it really kind of provides a silver lining for a lot of dealerships to essentially kind of reinvent um, what the market looks like, re-kind re of draw their battle lines and reestablish the areas that they are, they have the strongest foothold in and essentially kind of reinvent their dealership brand. So um, there is, you know, kind of a small silver lining that does kind of come out of this when you start to look at the bigger picture as far as where the sales are coming from. Absolutely. Um, so with that kind of as a backdrop, what are some things that dealerships should keep in mind when looking to capture market share? Definitely. So anytime, you know, a situation like this where you know, numbers are all over the place, the best thing to do is to lead with the data and, and take a good 30,000 foot view and kind of really take a step back, um, and, you know, analyze where the demand is. Take a look and see, you know, in most cases, a lot of dealership marketing was put into place. Um, when things were more stable, when things were different the way they were. So it's a really good chance to really kind of take a step back and take a look and see where your marketing dollars being spent um, and in how, in conjunction, where that applies to where the demand is. Uh, that demand and the sales may have drastically shifted in a, in a three month to six month time frame, um, where there may have been, if you use Chevrolet, for example, there may have been a lot of Chevrolet registrations in a three zip code area three, four, five months ago. That may have completely changed and now there may be different buyers a lot of it based off of incentives based off income levels based off the demographics of each zip code and everything so 
what you really want to do is, you know, obviously you want to look at your PMA because that's one of the things that, you know, it's tied to so many things with co-op and, and bonus money and compliance and things like that um, as assigned by the OEMs. But you really want to kind of look at, you know, just the, the full view of what the market looks like. You want to take a look at, um, you know, your immediate backyard. You want to focus as granular as you can to the zip code level, to the neighborhood level, and kind of see really where this demand is coming from. Um, and then start to kind of bucket things of, you know, let's look at your backyard. What does the performance really look like? What does the demand really look like in your backyard? That immediate area where most of the customers within your database are going to reside. Uh, the next is you want to take a look at some of the battleground areas. Battleground areas is exactly what it sounds like. There's, you know, a, a heavy competition level of, you know, there may be two or three dealerships that own 33%, 50%, whatever it may be. Um, that provides a, a kind of a coin toss, if you will, of when a customer is looking to buy that brand, where they're going to go between those two dealerships. Um, and then the third is just a conquest. You may look at some zip codes that, you know, maybe have kind of off the beaten path. Maybe they're forgotten. Maybe they're uh, a closed down point is there. And, you know, of 10 registrations, they may go to seven different dealerships from that area. So you start to kind of bucket them down of uh, some different areas to look at and then, you know, begin to kind of formulate a strategy around, around those. Absolutely. So once a dealership has identified those areas, so you mentioned um, backyard, battleground, and conquest, what do they need to look at to start gaining that share? Yeah, that's a great question. That's really kind of the thing that we get asked the most part because, you know, data is data. Is data. There's a lot of data. There's a lot of companies that have data. There's a lot, of, there's a lot at your disposal that you can look at and kind of get a paint, uh, uh, lay of the land as far as what's happening. But, you know, the next logical step is, okay, what do we do with that? Um, in, in this type of market, one of, the, one of the best things that we can look at from a digital marketing perspective is, is impression share. Um, impression share essentially is, you know, just your share of voice on the search engine. So for every 10 searches for new Chevrolet, how many times does your, your name actually come up in that, in that uh, search? Now that number, Google for the most part is an auction based system. So it's just a matter of demand and price and, and how many people are bidding on that. So, um, how many times you show up is going to be based off a lot of different factors, but essentially it's a, it's a supply and demand type of algorithm. Um, now, the reason, reason that's important is, you know, in some markets we need to determine, are you a whisper in the crowd or are you the loudest voice in the room? Um, when you set your budgets out three, four, five, six months ago, a year ago, two years ago, when, whenever the data that was used to put those in place, there's a good chance that what's happening in that market is drastically different than what's happening right now. Um, so when you may have had a very high grasp of that market from a impression and a branding standpoint, uh, that may have changed drastically overnight. So um, that's one of the first things to take a look at and start to overlay that with one where your current marketing dollars are being spent to try to, to, try to match that up with what's happening within the market um, and try to try to isolate some of those areas of opportunity and some of those battleground areas to see, you know, maybe there is an opportunity where it was an extremely expensive market to be in previously and now, you know, due to some budget changes due to shifting uh, competitor challenges, that may be an area that we can kind of funnel some money into and see an increase uh, and, and see a, uh, an increase in market share right there. Definitely. So another question for you, once you've identified market share in a specific area or specific areas um, and also impression share, what do you do with that information? And, and that's ultimately kind of the next step is, you know, once we start to, to look at some of these kind of leading indicators of what's happening with the market, what's happening within your marketing within that, uh, then it becomes just a matter of formulating a plan. I mean, uh, given all the changes, given all the uncertainty, given all the, the, the peaks and valleys and everything that's happening with the market itself, budget efficiency is, is key here and making sure that you're not overspending in markets, that you're not getting, 
your most bang for your buck in and making sure that you're funneling money into areas that is going to give you the biggest return. Um, so the first thing is just isolating those areas of opportunities, finding the areas where maybe they're underserved zip codes, maybe they're zip codes that traditionally you've done extremely well in that maybe that's just a fraction of the budget, we need to move some certain things in there. So it's just coming up with a plan to kind of isolate that. Um, first and foremost is starting with your backyard. It's making sure you own that area, making sure you own um, you know, the, the area that is going to be comprised of the majority of the customers within your database because you know, we all know, we all know the phrase, it's, it's easier to keep a customer than it is to gain a new one. And it's really, it's, it's if we can efficiently market to those customers, um, everyone's going to be happy in the long run from there. And then it becomes a matter of starting to kind of focus on those battlegrounds, starting to focus on those conquest areas to make sure we're, we're putting uh, efficient budget amounts into those areas to make sure that um, the money you're putting in is, is worth the money you're getting back out of there. Great advice. Tom, um, while we have the audience, is there anything else that you'd like to add or maybe any other best practices you'd like to share about market share or impression share or even um, measuring dealership success? I mean, overall, these, you know, anytime we have a situation like this where, um, you know, there's just rapid change and frequent change and unpredictable change, it, you know, the, the best advice I have is just to lead with the data. Always make sure you're, you're starting and ending with that. And there's so much data at our disposal there um, that this is a great time to take a step back, take a look at your marketing budget, take a look at your market, and really make sure that you have the best plan moving forward. Because realistically, the, the marketing plan that you put in place on January 1st, 2020, is probably not the best marketing plan for June 1st, 2020. So uh, it's really a good time to take a look at that and, and make sure that those dollars are, are working for you. Lead with the data, you heard it here. Great tips and good information to keep in mind um, as you know you start looking at projections for the rest of this year. Tom, thanks again for joining us today. Thank you, have a good one. Thanks. Now you know what to look for and track to get the most accurate representation of sales success. Great information from Tom. Before we hop off, just a quick reminder. You can watch past and future podcast episodes on YouTube by searching for The Connected Podcast. Hit the subscribe button to get notified every Wednesday when new episodes are released. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next Wednesday.